conversations with wedding professionals as they share their stories, insights, and tips from inside the wedding industry. We'll chat about how to be authentic and that it's okay not to be perfect or run your business like someone else's Instagram. Let's dive into the privilege it is to serve our clients and discover the talented creatives that make up our community. When we share what we know and who we are, we better serve our couples as a wedding day team, as well as each other. Simply put, be fabo. Now here's your host, Bobby Brinkman. Hello, podcast listeners. Man, is it fabo to have you joining us again today. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that it is such an honor that you follow along with us, and I'm so thrilled that you're here I hope that you're enjoying listening to some candid conversations and hearing other Wedding Pro stories. I'm very blessed that everybody's taking their time to join us. I want to remind you guys to reach out to me via text or via email. You can do that at bobbybrinkman at gmail.com. Let me know your comments, your topic highlights. Anything that you want to talk about, you can reach me there. Once again, that's bobbybrinkman at gmail.com. Also, follow along on my education site on Instagram, which is bfabo. And reach out to me there about speaking, uh, any other roundtables you want to have. And you can also get more information at bobbybrinkman.com. So once again, thanks for following along here on the Beef Apple Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to have you subscribe. Don't forget to give us a review here and there to let us know that you're thumbs up or even things that we can improve. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Once again, thanks for following along. Thanks for being Fabo listeners. Let's go to the show. Hey, listeners, thanks so much for joining back in today. I'm super, super excited to have Kristen Haddock here from the beautiful Alita Hotel in Savannah, and she is going to tell us how wonderful and fab it is to be working at this new amazing venue. So, Kristen, thanks for joining us today. Tell our listeners how you got into this lovely world of the wedding industry. Hi, Bobby. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first podcast. Yay! Exciting. Um, gosh, how did I get started? Well, you know what? I actually went to college for psychology. So. Well, that helps right there. Click number yeah. one off the list. No, how much that would come in handy when I ended up in the wedding industry. Exactly. Um, but really, I, um, I had moved to Atlanta with my uh, fiance at the time and we had moved there for his job and I was looking for something to do and I just finished college and I didn't know, I really had no idea what direction to go in. And this position opened up at a hotel at the time called the Palomar, which was in Atlanta um, for a catering coordinator. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I like food and beverage. So I could <laughs> do that. Um, and ended up getting that position, which sort of transpired into my whole career. And it's really crazy because uh, I opened, that was the first of three hotels that I've opened, and um, I, it's been such a fun experience, but I went from being a catering coordinator to something to something that was then called a conference services manager, which is essentially like an event manager role, and then from that went into catering sales. Um, I went from that hotel to a hotel called um, The W in Buckhead, Atlanta. It was such a fun place to work, and... That's where I moved into the director of catering role and sort of really got enveloped in the whole world. 
I am actually from Hilton Head. So yes, we were not going to mention that you were not a UGA dog girl. We were going to let that just go. I mean, it's right across the bridge. Exactly. um, I am not a native Savannian, but um, when I had my daughter, my, I wanted to be closer to family. So we moved back here and there was a hotel opening in Savannah at the time called the Bryce. Um, And I took that job as the director of catering there. And that's how I kind of, back to Savannah and I've been here for six years. I um, just started at the Alita, gosh, almost a year ago now is when this process began for me of opening this fantastic hotel. And it has been a labor of love. And we opened the doors in October and um, and we are just rocking and rolling now. It's it's wild. And it is, uh, you know, listeners, you know, we're, we'll get all the digits and all the places you can go see it. But when you come to Savannah, even if you are not staying here, you have to pop in for a drink and just take a look. I mean, it is stunning. It, uh, it takes the Savannah hospitality to a little bit different level. It's a different look. So, you know, you definitely have to stop there and then, of course, pop in and say hi to Kristen. Yeah. So, so, Kristen, tell us a little bit on your role at the Alita and how hands-on you are to weddings. Like, how often... From the start to finish, do you have something to do with it? Do you have a team? How involved in the actual wedding planning of a couple coming to the Lita are you? Yeah, I stay really involved, actually. I have a team. Um, I'm a, I have a fantastic event Ellie, so she and I really work in tandem with brides. Um, but I'm always the first point of contact when someone reaches out to the hotel. Um, I always am the one that's doing the site tours and talking them through the process and really selling the experience here at the Alita. Um, depending on when the wedding is, what's going on, either myself or Ellie will be the person to stay with the bride and groom throughout the entire process. But even if Ellie's handling it, I'm always here with her staying involved. So um, our role is really, and I think, no, I think this is a good, good thing to talk about because I think a lot of um, brides and grooms, they get a little bit confused about what the hotel contacts role is. Our role is really to make sure that the promises that we're making to you when you are signing on to spend this amount of money on food and beverage are delivered the day of the event. So we're here to help you make your food and beverage selections, to help you set up your space, to make sure that you have guests staying in the hotel. They're having an awesome experience. Um, really handling everything from a venue perspective. But I get a lot of questions from brides. Like, are you there? Are you our day of coordinator? No. Right. That was going to be my next question. I was going to be like, how advanced are you on this day? What do you do on that day? I'm not going to lie. I have become a wedding coordinator on many of many an occasion. Um, and I don't, I actually really like helping out when I can and stepping into that role. And if, if I have a bride that does not have a wedding coordinator, I, I am happy to step in and help them get down the aisle and make sure everyone's where they need to be. But our focus from a hotel perspective is really making sure that the event is running the way it needs to be running. So, um, so when we do have to step into that role, it takes us away a little bit from making sure everything on the back end is going perfectly. So, so when you when you talk to couples, Kristen, do, do you and Ellie both, do you offer suggestions of saying, hey, you know, we highly suggest, you know, this is a beautiful place. We can offer you a great experience. But 
to enhance your wedding experience from the getting makeup on and everything, do you guys highly suggest that they go ahead and get a, a, a full day planner to help along with that? I am an advocate for a planner, man. I mean, I just think, I just have seen it go both ways. And I just think it takes so much stress off of the bride and groom on their wedding day to have somebody that's literally there to do the last minute thing done. Well, um, and, and, well and I think too, you know, I am finding, and, and, and you've been around enough now, especially at the different, you know, venues that you've been opening, you are kind of seeing, I think like I am, I'm noticing, especially in Savannah and these destination markets, that the couples are really, really, really focused on a full weekend. Like they want a weekend experience for themselves and their guests. So, you know, you guys are there. You know, I love the fact that you mentioned you guys make sure that your the, your guest guests and their guests have places to stay. They're well taken care of. Are you guys finding that when people come in, they're booking a good three or four days and then offering you know things to do around town? 100%. I mean, bride, I mean, this is a destination wedding market. I would say like 70 seats that I receive are people that don't live here. And they, what they're, why they're having their wedding here is that they want people to fly, have an amazing wedding weekend, uh, you know, experience everything that Savannah has to offer, whether it's trolley tours or ghost tours or going to the different food and beverage opportunities and all of that so it's not when they're having their wedding in savannah it is not just a wedding ceremony and reception it's so much more than that so a lot of logistics that i just feel like really helpful to have somebody to help you plan right and you guys have somebody there at the hotel so like if when they come in like is part of your job and what you and ellie do is when somebody comes in and they say they're coming in on thursday did you didn't kind of set up well here's what your guests could do on this day this day this day and you guys can like set up like a little tour package? Well, our concierge can, yes. Perfect. Um, can work with them. We can, I mean, basically we put you in touch with the concierge because she's got all the connections. You know, she, <laughs> we can make suggestions, but she makes it all happen. But yeah, we have a fantastic concierge. She can definitely help out with that. So tell us a little bit about the food offerings that you guys have for weddings or other events, because you do do other events. You don't just do weddings. I mean, I know you love weddings, but you do awful small conferences and some things like that. So, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, the quality of the chef that you guys have working there. And some of the, you know, the, the, one of the reasons that the food is going to set you apart when you have your wedding at the Alita. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, have you eaten in Rhett yet? Or yes. Yes. So, but um, we have such a stellar culinary team here, and they all came from different restaurants um, in the Savannah area. And all of our catering food that we do for private events comes from that same culinary team. So there's a really chef-driven focus put on the banquets and catering food that you don't see at a lot of bigger places that, you know, are working out of a banquet kitchen. They're working off the, the restaurant line to create these menus for people. So... I just think I can't say enough about the food I've seen come out of the kitchen here and not just in the restaurant, but for our special events too. I mean, it's fantastic. And the, uh, as far as what we offer, I mean, pretty much everything, certainly there's a focus on Southern, there's a focus on Americana, there's a focus on, you know, crowd pleasers, like a great charcuterie display or, um, you know, an amazing shrimp and grit station, things like that. But we really like to customize for people. I mean, I want to hear 
I have, you know, brides are getting to be very specific about the food and beverage they want at their event. Um, everyone's, everyone's a foodie, right? So, well, and it's another level. I mean, you know, that's a layer. I mean, you know, think about the emotions of a wedding and, you know, you have your wedding song and you'll think about it later on and you always go, oh man, that's my wedding song. And I know you've been at receptions where, you know, five or six couples will get up when a certain song comes on and they're like, oh, that was my wedding song. I think food is another level. It's another sense that we use. And they're like, oh my gosh. And I do think everybody that comes to Savannah, first thing they say is, are you having shrimp and grits? So I think that's a given on every menu. But I love the fact that you said that if somebody comes to you and says, I want to do a theme or I want to follow something that you guys will sit down and work on a custom menu for them that really is that extra touch of an experience that you can't just get anywhere. You have to be able to go to a venue with people like you that are willing to sit down and have a conversation and really customize it. So, I mean, I think that's just, that's great. Yeah, because we're not, you know, I mean, we're not an Italian restaurant or we're not, you know, we don't specialize in one thing when you're in the kitchen world. It's all about creating really fun and exciting I mean, I'm really into stations right now, so I'll use that as an example. But um, it's all about creating something that's special to the couple because we have the ability to do that. You know, we're not we're not living and dying by our catering menu. Exactly. So, talk a little bit about what are some of the trends that you've been seeing. And I know we're, I know there's some new ones coming up for 19, you know, 2019 and 2020 that that'll work their way to Savannah. But you know, you've been in a few places. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in the food and beverage side that, that you like and then some that you wish would just go away? Well, on the food and beverage side, I mean, I think the trend right now uh, with beverage is custom cocktails. I mean, yep. people are so getting so ingrained in the cocktail uh, culture, and I, I think it's really cool. Um, did you know that 2019 is the year of the gin? Yes, the- yes. <laughs> gin um but so i love do i love doing cost custom cocktails based on what like the bride and groom what their favorite drink um is one thing we're doing this summer at the alita that i think is so fun and i want want to incorporate into events is boozy slushies so we have this fantastic pool deck um that's huge it's it's like four thousand square feet with a built-in bar and we're talking about doing like a slushy cart that goes around. You can do like boozy slushies. And I want to have that at a wedding so bad. Oh my gosh. That, yes. You, when you get that particular couple, you know that is going to be an amazing party. Okay. You know that. Um, and then as, as far as food goes, I mean, I just, like I said, I love like fun stations, like a grazing table, um, anything pickled. I'm really into pickling right now. Oh, I think I think that is something that people. I think that's what they expect. They expect something a little bit different. They want a southern twist. But I think people are are coming to our area because it is a foodie area, and I think people are challenging and challenging everybody and saying, "Hey, let's come up with something different." So yeah, pickling falls right in there. Weddings are people are really trying to create an experience for their guests. So it's I'm seeing more and more people move away from like a sit down plate of dinner into like what are some really cool interactive stations we can do? Even if it is shrimp and grits, like what's a twist on that we can do? Can we add another fun ingredient? Make it you know put a different cheese in there or something like that just to make it a slightly different but still really fun. So of all when when you're when you're working on these events and you're in the planning process. 
what are some of the ways that you can manage client expectations? So if couples do come into you, and we'll talk a little bit a little bit later on, but right now at this stage when couples are calling you and they want to come in and look around, they have to be overwhelmed. They, they don't know where to start. So how do you manage, when you, when you first meet them to take a tour, how do you manage their expectation of what can be done there and what cannot be done there? Yeah, I mean... Typically, when a couple will first contact us, they just want, you know, specific information. They want to know if their date's available, what your capacity is like. Uh, our space is really unique. You've seen it, so you know, but I like to really take the time to talk through what the couple's vision is and explore if we're a good fit for them. Because there's so many venue options in Savannah, it's, it can be really daunting here, to be honest, because there are so many options. And it's not just like hotels and that do weddings here. I mean, there's beautiful venues, there's beautiful restaurants, there's so many, you know, opportunities for them. So it's important for me to get really accurate information and a really good vision so that they can make a good decision. So it's easy for them. Um, as far as, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is photography and collateral that really tells the story of our hotel and what our culinary offerings are, what our event space looks like. Because like I said, it's mostly destination brides who may not even get a chance to come down to Savannah prior to their wedding to book it. Right. They're just looking on the website right now and they're following your Instagram and and that's all, that's how it is here. I mean, sometimes I don't even meet the couple until the day of the wedding unless they're flying back in to do wedding planning. So that is the key is that, you know, people fall in love with the photos that you have on your website and then they come down and then, of course, you know, people like you, you and Ellie just wrap it up because you guys are so knowledgeable and sweet and you're fabo. So that's why they go ahead and pull that trigger. What's the hard part once you get this couple here? What's the hardest part in trying to, and I don't want to use the word convinced, but what's the, what's, what's the speed bump, say, that gets a couple from taking a tour with you and then saying yes? What do you find their struggle with? Um, I mean, we are not a traditional ballroom space. So I think we have to have a bride and groom that, have a, that want a little bit of a different type of event. We're not going to, um, you know, it's not going to be a ballroom wedding here. It's going to be more of an experience with fantastic views and fantastic food and beverage. Um, so I think, you know, sometimes we, we get a bride that she really wants that ballroom feel and our event space is, is unique. It's different. Um, so that might not be for her, but maybe she'll have her rehearsal dinner with us for a post-wedding brunch. So I feel like there's always a way to spin it. If it, if one thing isn't, is it perfect, you can always try and develop on another need that they have. Certainly budget plays a huge factor in whether or not people can perceive or not. Uh, so I would say that would be the other roadblock because you just, you know, people, weddings are expensive. It's expensive to have your wedding. Well, yeah, but, but see the same, the thing is I want, and I do want our brides and grooms that are listening in and planning is to, you have to go in with an, with an open, you know, have to go in with your head open and not your checkbook open, but go in with the exact reasons that you want to be here and explain it to you. And then when they explain this to you, you can sit down and say, hey, I can get you to this number. You might just have to lose this, this, and this, but I can make this look even better. And I think they don't think it's okay to ask. I think, I think they're so trained to go, how much can I get off? Or what's my discount? 
that they don't know how to ask you and the people in your position, okay, Kristen, this is how much we have. What can I do for this? And how do you see with your experience that you can make that happen? And I think couples forget to ask us that we do this every weekend. We're ever, this is our careers. We're not, we're not trying to be jerks. We're not trying to say, oh, you can't afford it. We're trying to help you afford it. We're trying to show you that you, we have options. And, and you and Ellie can do that because I'm sure a lot of the times when people talk about price there, they're also trying to include how much it's going to cost to stay there. Correct? You know, I think I just try. I really try and be really transparent when it comes to the pricing. I mean, I think for us personally, you know, we're new. We have a really inclusive wedding package out there right now that I think is an amazing deal. Um, and so I haven't gotten a ton of pushback on pricing. And we also, we have different, but yes, to, to what you're saying, there's always different options. We have a lot of event space here. So if you budget, maybe you can't, it's not in your budget to have your wedding on the rooftop, but tell me what your budget is and maybe let's figure out how to do it at the, on the pool deck or in one of our other pool spaces. So yes, I think you're right. I think it would be so great if people were like, look, here's my budget. What are my options? Exactly. If they would just, you know, you know, I know they read and they listen to podcasts and they read the knot and they read, you know, all the other places, but it boils down to that. We are why this is our career and we're working here. We're also trying to help you because, you know, we want you to have a great day. It's you and I are far happier, far happier at the end of the night when the couples come up and hug us instead of coming over and giving us a list of things that didn't happen. So you know, and, and that's open communication. So the other, the other thing that you guys are seeing, are you seeing, are you encouraging to do the, the welcome dinner and then to do our welcome party and then to do the ceremony and reception and doing a brunch? Are you seeing the couples that are booking you for this year? Are, are people taking advantage of all three things with you guys? People, usually it's two of the three, I would say. Um, I think, well, let's say three of the three because most everyone that books a wedding here is going to have a room block involved. So there's always a room block with a wedding. Typically I, I have heard so many inquiries lately where they really want everything to be centralized, everyone to be together or make it a weekend. So yes, um, typically it is either a rehearsal dinner and a wedding or a wedding and a post-wedding brunch we have a fantastic rooftop bar, so we're getting a lot of requests for um, welcome, like welcome parties there. So yeah, yes, one hundred percent people. Are yeah, because if you want to see the city, you need to be on your rooftop. I mean, that's you know, if if you want to show your guests what they're in for for the weekend, you know, yeah. that is that is just the that is just the way to do it, and it and it's beautiful up there, and. You know, and it's everything about it. I, I can't stress enough, you know, you know, you gave us a great tour. And uh, I mean, from the penthouse to, I mean, every little detail in there um, is great. And I, and I, I love the fact that it's just a little bit different. Um, yeah. it's, it's not the norm. I mean, like you said, you know, you and I are both fans of, of weddings in general. Savannah does have plenty of places to choose from. And, and even the places that you've worked previously, they all have their special things that I love about them. And, and it's, it's one of the things that I think as, as couples really start coming to Savannah, they're going to really start saying, I'm going to give you a Southern term wedding, but just wait till you get here and see what it's like. It's, it's going to be kicked up. And, and I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm so glad that you're a part of, of the leader property. So, you know, they're very smart cookies when they got you to join. Let me tell you. 
Yeah, it was a it was an easy choice. The staff here is fantastic. So let's talk about some other wedding trends that you're seeing. We talked a little bit about the food, but are you yeah. seeing anything different in ceremonies or are you seeing things that you guys could offer that might be a little bit different that makes it totally unique to one of your Alita couples? Yeah. I mean, we've got really cool ceremony space. We've got a rooftop terrace that's covered in cafe lighting. It's so romantic and so sweet and just such a fun um, sort of industrial backdrop for a ceremony. Um, but in terms of trends that I'm seeing, um, I mean, there's so many fun trends right now. I'm obsessed with pompous grass. Have you yeah. seen <laughs> I just want someone to come here and have a wedding and just throw pompous grass literally everywhere. Um, another the- the, uh, trend I'm seeing are themed weddings. So I don't know if you've been to one, but I had one last year that was like, they did like a Harry Potter theme or just incorporating something that they're passionate about into their wedding, even if it's in a really obscure way. Um, I had a friend get married recently and she's like, she loves America, right? So she's like the biggest patriot out there. And she had these cool little paper flowers that had like the American flag on the inside of them everywhere. It's hard, really hard to explain, but it was just really cool. Um, well, that's a, and that's what, and why didn't it, people sit there and go, okay, this is so her. I mean, this is exactly, why would she not have this? That's her personality. And that's what I love when couples really come in and, and say, hey, I want to show myself off. And when they find a space like they have at the Alita, I mean, it's a blank slate. I mean, yeah. you come in, if, if you feel that vibe and you're there, what you could do theme-wise is this endless. I'm so excited to see all these weddings start to take place here and see how they transform the space in different ways. So are you pretty booked up for 2019 and 2020? Are, we, are you going to break some hearts here by telling people your book's yeah. solid? Uh, because we just opened. So, um, you know, we're booking, I'm booking 2019 right now. It is crazy. Talking about, um, you know, when people are booking for, like, I'm booking a lot of 2019 weddings still. So um, that's awesome. I think people are, you know, it used to be like a 13-month out window for booking weddings in the city. And I am seeing it now six, seven months. It's wild, but I love it. I think people are just like, I want to get married. Let's do it now. And I think because of venues like the Alita, that's possible. I mean, you and I have been in this business long enough to know that, yes, if you didn't call one of the premium hotels that it was in a great location in Savannah, Charleston, Hilton Head, even down here in St. Simons, you're going to wait two years. So you might as well call, book it, and then wait two years to plan your wedding. Now that there's unique hotels like yours, not everybody's running to them, and which is a good thing in my opinion. Not every You guys understand that you're not a fit for everybody and you're not trying to squeeze the Southern Bell into that wedding and you're not trying to squeeze somebody who really wants an outdoor wedding into the rooftop, even, even though it's outdoor. So, you know, I love the fact that you're, this is who we are. This is what's best suited for. So I think that as people start calling, they're going to, first of all, they're going to, Oh my gosh, it's just open. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I get there. But I think when it's a boutique venue, like you guys have, people are going to just, I think you're going to see the short time, but don't kid yourself. You're going to, when I talk to you this time next year, you're going to be saying, yeah, we're 2021 now is when people are calling because you're going to be solid the whole time. It's going to happen. And I'm, I'm, I'm already seeing just in the past two 
I mean, it's been pretty wild here, but, um, and I'm excited for it, but I'm so excited for all these weddings we have this year. I mean, we have so many fun, fun brides and grooms that are having their event with us and just, uh, I love it. Have you seen in some of those inquiries that um, there are some local couples that are choosing you guys? Yeah, we do have some local couples. Um, you know, yeah, it's just it differs because a lot of younger local people I find are, they have like 200 people coming to their wedding, which we obviously can't fit. But the local couples that I feel like are, we're attracting, they want a more intimate reception they want to have just close family and friends or maybe it's a second marriage or maybe um you know it's maybe just people that want to have a really great party so yeah but yeah I am seeing a good bit of locals come through and I think a lot of that too is word of mouth I mean I can't how many people go to the lost square which is our rooftop bar and they see that we have a vet space on the roof and then they call me on Monday and they're like what is this all about so yeah, it's gotcha. So tell, um, you know, we have a lot of people that listen in and we're, as we grow our audience here at the, at the podcast, I, I really want to be open with people that may want to go into this. They, they want to be the next Kristen. What, what are some, what do you think somebody should do? I mean, no, and, and, and be honest, it's, you know, people think we live a glamorous life because we eat, we eat this great food every single week. And then you and I both know that if we get a roll tossed at us from the kitchen, it, it's a great on a weekend, right? So t- I want you to tell the listeners, you know, what, what you think they should do and the track they should take if they want to end up working for a great company like you are. Oh, gosh. Well, I feel very lucky to work for this company. Um, the company I work for is actually called Make Ready. It's, it's started um, in Dallas. The Alita was the third hotel that we opened. And um, we've got now, gosh, we have two more that just opened and a couple more, maybe Charleston, coming later this year. So um, really exciting things happening, and I'm, I'm lucky to get in you know, pretty early on and be a part of it all. But I would say, I mean, just being passionate about working with other people and creating great events, making sure that, um, that people really jive with you and that you're being really honest in yourself and building relationships, I think, is a huge part of it. I mean, I really... If you had asked me, you know, 12, 15 years ago, this is what I'd be doing, I would be like, I I don't even know what that is. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's just, it became, I've always loved event planning, so that wasn't really a surprise to me, but um, I didn't know how much I would love working with other people and and becoming a part of their lives. And I think um, just being passionate about that has really been what's, pulled me through my career and, and helped me, you know, move up, um, into the role I'm in now. It's just, you know, I love it. I love what I do. It's so fun to come to work every day. Working in the hospitality industry is just, I just can't think of anything that's more fun than this experience. Opening hotels, like the camaraderie that you build with the people that you work with is so rewarding. So I think, and I think for brides and grooms, when they come to the hotel, they know we're all invested in it, right? So they, they can feel that from the ballet people to the front desk and then they meet me and then we go down to the kitchen and everyone's happy and, you know, like that really transforms itself into people wanting to have their event here with us. And I say this all the time. 
If you fall in love with a venue, you have probably fallen in love with the venue because of the person that gave you the tour. Because your excitement, and even though you do this, you know, sometimes two and three times a day, you still every, it's not a sales pitch to you, where in essence, your parent company who writes your paycheck want you to have it as a sales pitch, but they also know that you are the reason people go ahead and say yes, because you're excited. They can see that you care. And I think that's why couples say, will you be here on the day? You know, because they have fallen in love with you because you have shared how much you love about the hotel. But, you know, I can speak of this as a professional in this industry. Couples fall in love with you, but vendors love you because you care about us. You want to make sure that you set us up to have a successful day in the area that we're supposed to be there. I don't ever have to worry. And I, I know I speak for other people. So, you know, you just have to listen to me, give you some praise for a minute. But I know I don't have to worry about you setting me up to fail. You're going to work with a couple and say, this is why you should hire Bobby or any other photographer. And this is why, because I think there's something about you that would mesh well with Bobby. There's something about you. And you don't get that all the time from salespeople at hotels. They're just like, here's our list. You actually, and I've been the benefit of it, of, of telling individual couples, this is somebody I think your personalities mesh with. So you are such a salesperson, but you're more than a salesperson. You represent who you are in the industry, and then you're representing the Alita. And, you know, they won't kill me for saying that because deep down inside, they have to know that that's why you're there because of what you know how to do. So I I want couples to hear that. And I I want couples that want to go into this to understand that it is not all better. I mean, how many times do you take somebody on a tour and, and talk not just so much about the Alita, but your whole career? How many times do you spend with people that they say no and they never come back? And you have to then go, okay, I didn't make my quota. You know, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, I think it's really, I thank you. That was really sweet. Um, I know there's a lot of vendors that people can work with in this town. I mean, you know, that is, I mean, especially photographers. Oh my goodness. Um, so I think just building relationships with them and, and people like you who I've worked with and you are such a vibrant personality. It's, it's really easy to identify somebody I think that's going to work well with you. Thank you. Um, and there's other people, to, you know, there's different florists, there's different planners where I meet a bride and groom and I'm like, you know who you need to meet? And I'll say, you know, whoever it is. But it's fun. It's kind of fun to do that too. And then it's always interesting to see like after they come back and say, oh my God, I talked to Bobby. You're right. She's like my soulmate. <laughs> Good. I, and I mean, again, I mean, that is such a refreshing thing as wedding vendors, especially in the industry here because we are dealing, we're, we're like the tour. I mean, all of us are tour directors that day. People ask us questions when we're out doing photos, walking from your place, just on broad people go, Oh, what about that? What about that? So, you know, Savannah's really lucky to have us in the wedding industry because we represent Savannah and we're probably all selling Savannah more than Savannah sells itself, you know, as the wedding industry. So it's, uh, I, there's so many, and the relationships there are, there's a lot of us, but uh, we all get along well, and uh, you can make a really, really good team. So we know you spend a lot of hours there. We know you spend some time. What do you do when you're getting out of the wedding world, and, and what excites you to get up every morning that's not work-related? Oh, gosh. Well, I've got kids, so um, <laughs> my mornings typically start pretty crazy. But it's fun. Um, gosh, what excites me? Coffee and wine. Coffee and wine excite me. There you go. 
<laughs> no, I'm actually, honestly, I'm a morning person. I wake up really high energy and excited in the morning. Um, but yeah, I, I'm passionate about my kids and make, making sure they have a fun lifestyle to grow up in. But I'm really passionate about this hotel. And so like coming to work is no big deal for me. Like I'm, I'm literally, people aren't going to believe me, but I get excited just to walk into the building and I get to see my friends. I get to hang out with fun people all day. I get to meet new people all day. I mean, I, I literally never have the same day twice here. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of that too is, you know, if, if you just take the wedding industry out of it, we're doing happy events. So generally people are happy until, you know, until the bridezillas and the momzillas, until, until life gets in the way and family drama. But even there where you are, just the tourists that walk in, they're just excited to be there. I mean, that is, how do you not have a smile on your face when they come and go, oh my gosh, I love the city. If you're having a really crappy day of traffic getting over there, you might go, yeah, you know what? It's not so bad. You know, yeah. there are worse places I could live. So, you know. But to, I, I want you to say, I want you to elaborate, because I know the listeners listening in, you spend your weekends away from these kids. So at what point does that work-life balance when, you know, I, I, I know they're getting to an age pretty soon that they're going to be like, so mom, I'm playing soccer, you're going to miss my game because you're at a wedding. How are you um, going to handle that? Or how do you address that? No, that's going to be tough. But you know what? That is part of this life that, that we've chosen, right? Um, right. I mean, for me, my work-life balance, it's all about routine for me. I mean, I, my home life is a very well-oiled machine because every day at work is different. So I just like to keep my mind sane. I have to have a really, really stringent weekday home routine. Um, otherwise, I just feel out of control and unbalanced. But on the weekends, you know, it's all about fun when I'm at home. And then usually, like, if I'm here on the week, on the weekends, if I'm working, I always try and take like a weekday off just to do something extra, um, either for myself, because that's important too, right? Right. Um, or to be with the kids. But I'm, I'm just, I just always try and balance my time with a good combination of self-care and caring for others. And I feel like that's kind of makes it easy. I mean, that, that's, the, that's, that, that's a good recipe to have. And that, that keeps it there. So are there apps or there's technology in both your life and work that you, that you could not live without if you didn't have one of them that you can, then you can marry them together. So you get that balance. You know, my boyfriend makes so much fun of me because I still have like a paper agenda. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm like not ingrained in the newest century, but um, I honestly live and die by my planner, but gosh, apps. I wish I could say I'm like, so cool and tech savvy, but I don't really use that many apps for planning purposes. I mean, I love apps. I love me some Instagram. I feel like that's been, I guess I would say if we're talking about selling tools. Instagram is certainly the best technology piece of technology. That's a selling tool for me just because brides are so visual. It's, it's such a great marketing tool for our industry. Do you, are, do you get, are you getting DMs like on your, I know the Alita, do you get DMs of brides saying, Hey, are you available on this date? We have, we get DMs requesting like contact information. <laughs> They're actually really good. They'll go to the website and email us directly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to see. Um, but they react, the things, the images they react to are, you know, are, it's interesting to see what people what gets people well that's what that's what instagram is about though if, if people can see themselves in there which is also dangerous too because 
you know, I always warn that, you know, and I, and part of the podcast intro is, you know, don't, don't be so busy comparing yourself to everybody else's nine squares because we don't know what it took to make those nine squares. And the nine squares could be really, really happy, but on the backside of those nine squares, you're falling apart. So it's like with anything else, everybody has a story, but Instagram for us in the wedding industry, couples can see something that they want. They immediately go, I want to go there or I want to check it out. And we wouldn't have had that a few years ago. The only way you at the boutique hotels would have been is really big and paid commercials that people might have seen, or I got to inundate you with email blasts that you signed up a part of our partners. But now, once you guys started being, people have been watching you grow, break ground all the way through. So people have maybe said, hey, I'm going to have my wedding there in 2020. I've watched them from the ground up. So yes, I agree 100% that Instagram is, is the way to go. So before we wrap up here, Anything else, any other piece of advice that somebody has given you along the way that uh, throughout the day or every once in a while you hear that in the back of your voice of that words of encouragement? What has anybody ever told you that you kind of stick with now? It's going to sound kind of basic, but I guess the piece of advice that I've been given that I always try and think of is just to always do your best, right? So whatever, whatever, that, whatever your best is that day. Because there's days when, to be honest, my best is getting out of my pajamas. Right. Days when, you know, my best is going above and beyond. Um, So I just always try and remember when I'm, and especially I guess when I'm having a moment where maybe I don't feel like doing something or, you know, struggling a little bit. As long as I'm doing the best that I can do in that moment, whatever that may be, then I feel okay about what's going on. So yeah, always do your best. Exactly. No, and I, I, I love that. And again, that's one of the reasons why couples need to come and see you. Couples need to book the Alita. Remind our listeners where they can find more information about your wonderful hotel. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to our website. It's thealitahotel.com. Um, you can check out our Instagram, the Alita Hotel. And also, um, we have pages on Wedding Wire and The Knot, so you can check us out there. And I'm updating those currently with all our new fabulous photographer, Fabo. There you <laughs> So, yeah. And then if um, all my contact information is on the website, our wedding packages are on there, so you can get all kinds of stuff. Well, that is, that is fantastic. I cannot wait to have a wedding there with y'all. I cannot wait to be uh, another wedding with the amazing Chris and Haddock. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, I hope you have a fabulous weekend off. I know you're finally getting a weekend off, so go and enjoy that. And thanks again for listening in, everybody. I hope you uh, will go check out this beautiful place and say I do at the Alita. Thanks so much, Chris, and we'll talk to everybody later. Have a great weekend. For more information about today's episode, check the show notes at BeFabopodcast.com. Hey, while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and sign up for Monday Motivations, delivered hot to your inbox. And there'll be more. Can we say more? Till next time, be fabo.